21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Hello, Martin, and thank you for having me on the podcast. I just wanted to, um, as your um, main uh, audience is um, especially entrepreneurs, um, I think that um, yeah, some of them are probably um, active in professional services business. And for those um, people, I think um, that we they always uh, are looking for ways to scale their business, to grow their business, of course. Um, but we want to grow. I'm, I've been a consultant for 15 years also. So we, um, as we wanted to grow our business, we always had to recruit new people. So, I mean, it's professional services. So uh, to have more business, you have to have more people. What is interesting, uh, I think, is to think about ways um, that you can scale a professional service business without um, recruiting new people all the time. Or like scale it, um, like the non-linear growth, as we call it. Um, so it's more than proportional um, with your um, headcount increase. And of course, yeah, digitization is, is one of the um, yeah, ways you, you can do that, you can achieve that. Um, but um, yeah, we, we want to, um, to look at digitization, but there's a, a couple of other things, a couple of other steps that you have to take also um, to, um, yeah, before you uh, start to digitize, because if you start to digitize um, without those things, then it will not be a success. And that's um, what I want to uh, talk about today. I'm an engineer as a, like, from an educational background. Um, and then I went into consulting like about 15 years. Um, like um, yeah, the traditional career path, I, I was first Pricewaterhouse and became Coopers, And I started as a consultant and then became project manager and, and then account manager, um, especially with large scale uh, enterprise software projects. So I was already in enterprise uh, software before um, founding my company. But then in 2012, yeah, I wanted to do something by my own, uh, creating something, creating a product, but also business. And um, yeah, I mean, the most straightforward was of course to, um, to go for a, a B2B software product. And by then the cloud was also already like, um, yeah, common technology, so to say. So it was easier to um, create uh, such a product. So I started with a survey tool. Um, back then it was called Survey Anyplace, a survey tool um, to um, yeah, mostly for customer satisfaction um, surveys. And we wanted to have um, like a, a superior respondent experience. And by um, yeah, by doing that, um, collecting more and better data. Yeah? But then the survey market was kind of yeah difficult. Well, um, there's a lot of competitors. Um, and we knew, um, uh, and as a startup, um, I, I would also advise that to um, to other people that uh, start a company to find a niche. Um, we, we knew that we had to find a niche that is was smaller than than just a survey software, 
but big enough to earn enough money, of course. So it's always like when finding a niche, um, uh, when you start, um, it has to be small enough that not all the big players are um, competing with you because otherwise it's difficult, but it has to be big enough to um, yeah, to earn decent money, uh, of course. Um, so, and then in the assessments um, space, um, that was more um, more appealing niche because it's smaller um, and it's more yeah differentiating, not so many uh, competitors because the, the market is simply smaller. Um, so then we switched to assessments um, with these uh, personalized advice reports. Mm. Um, so um, basically people fill in the assessment and then get a personalized advice, for example, if you have a cybersecurity maturity assessment, then you could ask like, do you have already antivirus software on your PC? If the answer is no, then the advice is um, you have to install antivirus on uh, all your PCs. I mean, it's a very simple example. We okay. have a lot of cybersecurity agencies um, as a customer and, and they have more complex um, assessments, of course, but just um, for the sake of illustration that it's a question and then the answer of the question determines the um, personalized advice so that's um that's what we do um and our main yeah customers are um of course those business where giving advice is is their yeah, the core of the business and that's um in consulting and uh, professional services so the business environment in in belgium versus the us in the context of startup and what has been the most challenging part of running a software business and as well as are there any particular milestones that you are proud of having achieved with uh, Pointer Pro? Yeah, well, the difference between the US and, and Belgium is, um, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never started a company in the US, but I know um, quite some um, other um, colleagues, let's say, um, uh, colleagues, uh, entrepreneurs um, who um, who did it. Um, so I think um, in the US, uh, you have access to a, like a bigger markets um, uh, right from the beginning. Um, you have also access, uh, easier access to capital. Um, but the most important difference, I think, is the mindsets to to go big from from day one, um, which is um, yeah, which is kind of. It, it's more like uh, like a psychological thing maybe, but it's important. Um, whereas in Europe, um, I mean, we are complaining quite, um, I mean, people uh, tend to complain, but there is also like a lot of um, uh, possibilities for startups. We were part of an incubator in Belgium with uh, KBC. Uh, that's a bank here in Belgium that is organized. This incubator was a great help for the network um, to, um, yeah, to have all the facilities, including the offices and so on, but also to have in the beginning, you're only on your own or with like two, two or three people. And then just to in the office to see other people and to have a talk. I mean, these small things are also important. Um, so that's, um, that helped a lot. Um, as for the milestones, I think the first, um, I think the first, uh, there's two milestones in, in terms of getting customers. Like the first uh, milestone is when you have your first paying customer. Um, that's really a moment of celebration or a moment of satisfaction. Um, but the first customers mostly come out of your network um, because you, you have you have a network and then via that network you promote your product. And you have, I mean, it's not because people know you that they will immediately buy your product, but some of them will see that your product is interesting for them and will then um, end up buying it. 
or their their organization will, will end up buying it so that's a first um like um moment of of um of joy i would say mm. but the second moment and maybe even more important is when someone outside your network um buys your product yeah for example i mean we i mean we had a website visitors on the website and someone from australia like visits the web website um, asks for a quote uh, and then afterwards end up buying the product and that is even uh, i mean i would say even more satisfying as um, someone uh, in your network um, that uh, that buys a product because if it's outside your network um, it's not linked to you it's not because of you that they buy it and it's also a sign that it's um, scalable that your business is scalable which is of course important and did you start with minimum valuable product and then it was organic growth what, what was the process yeah, we started off with a tablet quiz, um, with a mm. quiz application that I uh, developed um, just um, when I was still um, doing my consulting job. So it was a kind of side project. It was also a free tool, um, but con could be considered as an MVP um, because we had quite some traction on, on that one. Um, so I had also to buy um, or to um, create a website and to um, do promotions via um, guest blogs and, and so on. Um, so I had to do everything. Um, and um, yeah, then afterwards um, we, um, we we switched it to surveys. I mean quizzes and surveys. Not so. I mean the big difference technically is not so big. And then um, we uh, launched uh, Survey Any Place um, based on the, the first yeah feedback um, based on that MVP um, of, the, of the quiz application. We um, we we started the the commercial uh, product. The incubator, um, we were start, um, or we are happy to um, to be part of uh, an incubator called uh, Started at KBC, and that's um, the organizer is, is KBC. That's one of the largest um, banks in Belgium, and I think um, this has, I mean, given us a lot of benefits um, in the first place. We had um, the opportunity to um, to be together in the same office. Um, with other um, startups um, so that you're not, I mean, alone, that you can just talk to someone, but also like exchange uh, experiences um, because they have all the same challenges, of course. Um, then there was also like um, quite some events um, with um, external people. And this could be um, like specialized people, like um, people that knew a lot about the legal aspects of the business or financial aspects or technology aspects. Um, you could go there for free and, and they were really specialists, sometimes specialists that you would not be able to reach um, when you are just alone, but they, because they were the incubator, um, they could uh, easily um, get, get hold of these people. Um, but also like for um, potential investors, potential customers, um, we, um, yeah, it, it was, I mean, there were, were a lot of um, opportunities there um, for, of course you, I mean, it not, it's not that it, like you still had to, to, to be actively um, like participating and, 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 and yeah, making relationships, connections. Um, but still, it was like m much easier. It's a facilitation that you don't have when you're just like alone on, on your island, so to say. 
so yeah um also the fact to get accepted um at such an incubator there is a, like a selection procedure um is also kind of a milestone some external validation of your company or your id that this is worth it that someone believes in it um and yeah we, we didn't have to give any equity or pay something for that it was all um for free i mean for free they of course expect when you're successful that you then give back um something to the um to the yeah to, to the other participants uh, in the future um but um i mean we're happy to do so by the way um so so yeah i mean overall it's 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 great to have um uh, be part of that in the context of relationships and connections can you tell us more about the b2b bloggers boost group and how it helps to create content and get mentioned yeah and so the b2b blogger boost group is a facebook group where um, content marketers bloggers um, in b2b um, get together um, and and help each other um, with um, creating content and, and being mentioned in each other's uh, content can be content on their own uh, blog or, or website but also uh, guest um, articles. So basically, um, when I'm um, writing an article about, uh, I don't know, um, uh, six uh, marketing tools that help uh, convert uh, visitors on a website and, and you have an interesting product um, or an interesting piece of content that, um, that can be relevant in, inside such an article, you can write something and then give it to me and I can include that paragraph including the link of course because a link is important um in my article and next time um when you, when you write an article i i um, uh, do the same for you and i have also the link from you whether it's a guest article or an article on your blog of course it's not just i mean it's link exchange but it's also um it has to be relevant we we, we don't want to um just uh, do um like um um link building for the sake of link building and, and just uh, enter as m many links in, in an article as possible um it has to be relevant the content has to make sense uh, for the audience and also the link which is in um the content has to be um adds, has to add value basically to the article but i mean it's always the author who decides whether that's the case or not if it's not the case then um i mean it's it's um yeah, no offense i mean then just uh, the next time maybe it will be um will, will be uh, an, another opportunity um, but that's a way to um yeah to collaborate between uh, content marketeers um of different companies which are not competing but which are yeah, helping each other to um, to get uh, links and to um, create content uh, for each other. Yeah, the B2B blogger group is also an example on, of a network um, of uh, yeah, like-minded uh, um, com um, co colleagues, um, like um, um, content marketeers uh, in this case. Um, and it's important to, to have that network, um, but whenever possible, um, you, you could, if you are the owner of, of the network, like, like we are in the B2B bloggers um, boost group, um, it's even more, um, beneficial yeah because um people by just being the owner of the network like the 
the, the, the author, like the um, administrator of the Facebook group in this case. I mean, it gives you a certain credibility, um, even if you're not the most proficient content marketer in, in that group. I mean, it, it gives you a certain authority, which is good and which you can use. And we have a lot of uh, relationships or professional relationships um, that, um, yeah, that, that are um, like created in, in that network. And, and that's, um, yeah, that's a great thing. Regarding Pointer Pro, how does the platform help professional services automate their advisory processes? Yeah, so the um, Pointer Pro, like, like I said, is a tool where you can create your own assessments with um, automatic uh, advice reports. Um, and it's important that the assessments, the content of the assessment and the content of the report is, um, we, we are not uh, delivering that for you. We are only the software tool, the content, like which questions to ask, like do you have already antivirus you know, for a cybersecurity assessment and, and what to give as an advice. Um, that is um, the customer um, who does it because they are the experts. Now, to automate advice, um, you, you have to take a number of steps um, before um, being able to uh, automate or to digitize. Yeah? Basically, we um, yeah we say that there's three steps that you have to take, um, and the first one is specialize. Yeah, don't try to um, do everything for everybody as a consultant. Yeah, uh, specialize in a couple of service offerings. So, like instead of um, digital marketing. Um, you do email marketing for uh, real estate brokers, yeah? for example, that's mm -hmm. specialization. You can start with specialization. Afterwards, you can add other like service offerings, um, but you start with the specialization. Then um, second is um, that you move from um, time and material billing to, um, to fixed price uh, billing. Um, because when you do time and material billing and then you try to automate things, and you will just yeah you will perform the work in less hours and, and you will have less revenue so i mean first you have to switch to fixed price and then you can digitize afterwards so instead of email marketing you could say instead of um doing um for example um yeah like uh, 60 dollars per hours and then do, do just do the work you can say okay we are going to do package two newsletters like um, this kind of audience building and, and everything for real estate broker is for example 1500 um, uh, euros or dollars per month and then you have a like recurring um, fixed price um, service offerings yeah, for email marketing um, and then the third step is to um, to put your like expertise in the model um, and to say like how um, Am I going to measure the um, the maturity, the performance level um, of my customers um, in my specialization area? Yeah? For example, in email marketing, you could ask questions like, uh, basically, do you already collect emails on your website or elsewhere? Um, do you already have a newsletter? Um, do you um, have already segmentation like uh, in your customers and, and try to send separate emails for um, for different uh, segments? These kind of questions you can ask. And for example, if if someone, I mean, the, the advice that you're going to give is depending on on like the maturity level. If mm. someone um, says like we don't uh, collect emails, then you're not going to advise to to send a newsletter because. I mean, <laughs> It doesn't have any audience to send the newsletter to. So, for example, then you are going to say, 
um, that they have to start with collecting emails. I mean, it's a very simple example, but just to say that a model, in this case for email marketing, you have different maturity levels. Um, you have to have that model maybe on paper or on a PowerPoint or whatever. And then, and that's the third step. Um, if you have that model, and afterwards you can start to digitize. Um, but it's important that you do the homework like before, um, that you don't digitize just out of the blue um, before having done the homework because otherwise it will not work. What is your business model? How do you make money? Yeah, basically we, we are a software company and we so, we sell our, our software, which is con, called Pointerco um, and on a subscription-based um, uh, um, model. Um, but then... Um, yeah, people can buy the software, but then there's also like a, a level above it where you can, uh, it's a self-service software, so you can create your own assessments and your own reports, but um, some customers like us to create uh, the reports for them. And then I'm not um, talking about the content of the report because that's always um, delivered by the by the customer, but it's more like the design of the report can be like integration with their CRM system can be other things um, that they want, special um, charts, uh, for example, in the report, which are not standard. And that's something that we can do um, for them as professional service. And it's of course, um, then a one-off cost, um, which will be uh, charged for that. now about you do you experience yourself as a serial entrepreneur so thinking about exit strategy regarding pointer pro or is it your life project or how how do you experience yourself yeah i don't see myself um, as a serial entrepreneur i would like to first um or to to do one company and that's obviously this company uh, preferably um uh, do one company very well um, instead of um, yeah, starting all over again um, every time, um, which would be a kind of um, difficult or, I mean, uh, it is um, the phase which we are in now, the scaling phase is in fact, um, yeah, for me personally, more satisfying than the initial phase because the initial phase, I mean, it's maybe sometimes uh, people are quite romantic about that, but not, not so much uh, romantic about it. It's really uh, struggling and nobody knows you and uh, you don't have customers, um, you don't have a product and, and it's, um, yeah, it, it takes a long time and, and yeah, now, now we have a company, we are 28 people, so we have a decent marketing team, a sales team, everything. I, I will not say, there's still, <laughs> of course, um, nothing is perfect, but at least um, you, you have some yeah, scale and, and you can do something. You have some customers, you, I mean, have some uh, Credibility. Online, online presence. Um, I mean, yeah, for from one to, um, to 2.5 million is probably more difficult than from 2.5 to yeah. million to 15 million, for example. And how do you cope uh, with all of all of that? So going through difficulties, you spoke about difficulties. I suppose sport helps. You're in cycling, mindset. Sports is um, kind of an escape um, or like uh, maybe some people do meditation or other things. 
Um, but sport is your your way from from the yeah from the day to day world, um, which helps. Um, so kite surfing, for example, you're on on the sea and and you're only thinking about yeah the kite surfing itself and uh, not uh, about not crashing into the water. Um, same with um, with with biking. Um, so um, yeah, um, so so that's one way to cope it. And then also you have your personal life, your family, my wife, my children. So also there, I mean, if if you see that, yeah, the moment that you see they are happy and and doing well, then if it's going a bit less uh, good in your company, that compensates. And also vice versa, by the way. Yeah? So um, so it's important to have these different um, yeah aspects in your in your life. I think. Um, so, um, so yeah, that, that's, um, but if it would be, I mean, it, it, it never has gone really very bad in, in, in business so that we are on, on the edge of, of like a total failure or so, but it just, it, it, like in those years, in those initial years, it, it just went very slow. The growth was very slow and we, we still survived. Um, but yeah, there, there is no, um, perspective of of like and you then you read all these articles of, of hyper growth companies and so um and that, that makes it a, a bit difficult um. terms of uh, social responsibility we don't have like a lot of initiatives um, but we have one um, that we support which is a very interesting one um, in Antwerp and in different cities in, in Belgium there's an organization um, called Habakats um, and they have different homes um, for um, for children who do not have um, like a, yeah, a lot of opportunities at home uh, often like parents which are in, in difficult situations um, and so on um, and those children go to these homes after they've done, they've, they've, um, they're out of school, um, and they do their homework, they do games, um, they get um, food, um, they um, are together with other people and with, um, with also the, um, uh, the, the like it's not teachers, but it's the, the one that guides uh, the, the, the children, um, and. Yeah, that's um, great. We had a testimonial of one of these children that uh, was able to go to the university and who said, like, without those, without that support, we, I would never been in, in university. So, of course, we were only a, a small sponsor of that, but still we are proud and to, uh, to be able to contribute to, to such a thing. If you think that um, this is interesting and you like to find out um, more about me, then um, yeah, the social network I'm most active on is LinkedIn. So you can just uh, connect with me. So my name is Stefan Debois. Um, I'm happy to um, yeah, to share experience with uh, with listeners um, if they um, if they get in touch with me. And then if you want to know more about the company, uh, you can go to pointerpro.com and you can find um, yeah lots of content about digitizing professional services um, and of course also um, yeah information about the tool um, and um, and get in touch with us 21st century entrepreneurship with martin piskarik